Thank you for joining me, Jim. Uh, pleasure to be here. So before we get into the details, when did you begin this study and what were its main objectives? Planning for the study began in 2015, and it took us a couple of years to do the full planning. The study launched in, I believe, if I have this right, the middle of 2017, and that's when we began to do the randomization process that the study, that was the backbone of the study, and we've been working on it ever since. The objectives of the study were to see whether the adoption of a risk assessment instrument into Dane County's pre-trial criminal justice process would improve its criminal justice outcomes. In particular, it would reduce failure to appear in criminal cases, would reduce new criminal activity, especially new violent uh, criminal activity, whether it would reduce the number of days that people awaiting trial spent incarcerated, and whether it would affect measures of racial fairness. Now, can you tell me more about this data tool? What sort of information did it track, and how was it implemented in Dane County? It's called a risk assessment instrument. The specific name of this risk assessment instrument is the the PSA-DMF. So the PSA stands for Public Safety Assessment. The DMF stands for Decision-Making Framework. What it does is it takes as inputs criminal history information, especially things like the number of prior failures to appear and when those failures to appear occurred, and a number, you know, uh, certain uh, information about past convictions, if any, as well as one piece of demographic information, and that is the defendant's age. And then it uses that information to calculate a set of scores that purport to classify an individual based on how risky they would be if released pre-trial, while awaiting trial. And by riskiness, I mean risk of failure to appear, risk of being rearrested for an offense that could, in, that could result in incarceration during the pre-trial period, and risk of being rearrested for a violent offense. It produces a score that purports to classify or band people on riskiness of those three things having, uh, occurring. So it sounds like it's mostly providing a recommendation. Does that mean that it's still ultimately humans making the call? It's 100% still humans making the call. It does produce a recommendation along with, uh, there's, there are other things that go into the recommendation, more uh, county-specific things. So those scores are part of the inputs that then go into another little, calc- little system that calculates a recommendation. And it is, as you say, 100% a recommendation. The commissioner, as it's called in Dane County, the officials call it a commissioner, retains full decision-making authority. And so ultimately, what were your findings? Ultimately, our findings were that the incorporation of the risk assessment instrument, the algorithm, neither produced the positive changes that that many had hoped for, nor produced the negative effects that many feared. It really changed very, very little. So there, again, the primary things that that uh, it was supposed to try to affect in a positive way were failure to appear, uh, new criminal activity, especially new violent criminal activity, number of days of predisposition, incarceration, and racial fairness measures. And ultimately, when we compared the group of cases for which the algorithm was available to the group of cases for which the algorithm was not available, there were no differences, no statistically significant differences between the two. And so it looked as though basically that the availability of the algorithm classifications and, its, and those recommendations that you mentioned did not affect those outcomes that we had hoped it would affect, but it also, in a positive way, it also didn't affect them in the negative way that some people thought that, that uh, it would. 
from that, uh, what would you say you've learned from studying the tool? I think a couple of big picture things. One is that you should not prejudge ahead of time what's going to happen when you put a new tool or system into the criminal justice system. You need to test it. There were many people who were convinced that algorithms were going to really worsen racial biases and cause all sorts of racial distortions. That did not happen. There were many people who were convinced that incorporation of algorithms was going to, by itself, rationalize the criminal justice system and take out human misjudgments. That didn't happen either. You have to test it. You can't know ahead of time what's going to happen. The second thing is that it is important to maintain that inquiring and reform-minded attitude and not be too torn up if some things that you try don't work out. Dane County has implemented a variety of criminal justice reforms. This is one of them. Some of those criminal justice reforms, I think, were extremely positive, and I think it would be hard, anyone would be hard-pressed to deny that they were extremely positive. You have to maintain your attitude and your optimism to try out different things and, again, assess whether they're working. I guess a third thing I think we learned was that we learned some things about the classification in this algorithm and the bail system as a whole. We think, we don't know for sure because we're waiting on the results of a couple of other studies that we're doing that are similar to those that we did in Dane County, but we think we know that this particular risk assessment instrument does not classify risk terribly strongly, at least not in some circumstances. Um, and therefore that it's not clear how much of a positive effect it could have. We also think that we are beginning to find out, and again, this is not definitive yet, it's not final, but we, we think we are beginning to find out that bail itself has very little deterrence value. In other words, bail itself doesn't tend to reduce people's uh, failure to appear or new criminal activity or new violent criminal activity rates. That's on a whole, uh, as a whole, across a whole set of cases, thousands of cases. There might be individual cases in which bail would be useful, but as a whole across thousands of cases, it doesn't look like, and again, this is to be verified, it doesn't look like bail has that much effect. So based on your findings, what are your recommendations for Dane County's criminal justice system moving forward? So we're we're, uh, skeptical that we're in the right place to make recommendations. We're scientists. We want to report facts and let people draw policy-based conclusions on their own. Um, We we did uh, suggest a couple of things for the county to consider, uh, depending again on whether these findings uh, are the same in the other locations where we have the same studies. So we recommended that the county, you know, await, maybe wait a little bit to see if, if in, in maybe six or eight months to see if these other findings come out the same. If they do, then our thoughts are, number one, um, t- perhaps uh, reexamine the money that is currently be ex- being expended to produce this risk assessment instrument. Um, it may be that that money could be uh, more fruitfully redeployed to something else. Second is to uh, consider evaluating other things that the county is doing that cost money uh, in its pretrial processes to see if they are effective, since it was everyone hoped that, the, or lots of people hoped that this would be effective, and it wasn't. It wasn't harmful either, but it wasn't, it wasn't as effective as we'd hoped. Uh, and number three, to begin to, to take a look at the bail processes themselves, since if it turns out that bail does not deter people from, from uh, failing to appear or from committing new criminal activity, it may be that the county could consider uh, it, uh, reconsider its use of, of bail. That said, the last recommendation in particular 
there's only so much flexibility the county has because state law severely constrains what the county can do. Uh, and the commissioners uh, are ob- and the judges that follow them in the cases are obligated to to follow state law. Um, and so those were the thoughts that we shared. I wouldn't. I'm not so sure. I'd call them recommendations because, again, we're sci- we're scientists. We want to report facts and let people draw policy conclusions. But those are thoughts that we had to share with the county. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, just that I think Dane County is lucky to have a set of people um, that are in, in the criminal justice uh, system that are interested in evidence-based reform. Um, uh, and are interested in trying something out um, and assessing whether it works as opposed to putting it in place, thinking either that it does or, you know, just to prove that it won't. Uh, in other words, they don't, the, the folks that are in charge in Dane County do not prejudge uh, reforms. They, they implement them and they take a hard look. That is quite rare in the United States, um, and it's a privilege to work in, in the county but I, uh, and it's, uh, I think that this attitude of evidence-based thinking is refreshing and important to try to, uh, to spread to other jurisdictions. It's already in place in Dane County. Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, Dr. Greiner. Happy to do it, and please let me know if I can be helpful in the future. That was Dr. James Greiner of Harvard's Access to Justice Lab. Last Thursday, Dr. Greiner and Dane County officials discussed the results of a years-long study which found that using a risk assessment algorithm to inform pretrial decisions had no discernible effect on the areas studied, from reducing crime to addressing racial disparities in the county's criminal justice system.